RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Always look forward to talking with Dr. Guy Hatchard. Of course, the Hatchard Report, a regular guest on our uh, breakfast show here at Reality Check Radio. And he's back again. Guy, good morning. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, Good morning. (laughs) I've been reading the Hatchard Report and I kind of don't know where to start because you've got multiple pieces that have gone up uh, in the last short period of time. I might um, ask you first about um, one of your pieces, which I'm familiar with because I've been sort of monitoring it in the news. And that is the COVID vaccine fanaticism our newly elected government must reject. Now, we know that there's a party in there who is aware of of it, of, you know, the issues, the elephants in the room. So at least there's some hope of some rejection from somewhere um, of the fanaticism. Are you holding out hope? Well, do we have hope in uh, in our political system uh, is a question. And, uh, well, we've, we've um, put some trust in there and we're going to wait and see what happened. But uh, I think we've got three very strange bedfellows in government there and whether they can agree i i think that you know they have to change a new uh they have to turn a new page because it really at the heart of this is a kind of fanaticism about vaccines and a deliberate attempt on the part of medical authorities to keep the government misinformed so that, that you know they're going to have to be very tough with the people that are advising them and uh you know brush off the flannel that they've been getting i've just been looking at a uh, an oia in the last few minutes um in which it it claims that uh, people who are vaccinated are far less likely to die or become seriously ill than someone whose immune system is unprepared to fight an infection in other words someone who's unvaccinated simply not true you know, we have data out of uh, Israel, we have data out of the UK, and now we have the uh, American insurance industry saying uh, that they expect working age people and young people, their rate of death, their excess deaths in these areas, which are currently running up about 20%, to go on increasing until 2026. Yeah, and probably beyond. So, um that that's evidence yeah but there's the anecdotal isn't there uh i know that um uh, people uh, who've talked to me in workplaces they've been ha- having uh, issues with uh, a lot of sickness in workplaces in fact just at the end of last week stuff we're reporting noticeable increase in covid 19 cases there are supposedly over 90 percent people vaccinated in this country um, i haven't had it i haven't been sick at all i'm mixing with everyone all the time. So that's bollocks about um, natural immunity or whatever they uh, we refer to it as. And, you know, one of the things I'd like to, to do is to just take common cause, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, because, you know, it's quite clear that this uh, virus is man-made. It's the result of biotechnology. The vax is the result of biotechnology. So for me, the kind of argument vax or unvax is is sort of irrelevant as far as what do we do about it. The obvious thing is we have to stop experimenting with biotechnology. And so we we have a kind of common... Yeah, but stop trying to tell me something that's crap, (laughs) you know? 
<laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's, right. It's, it's just funny. bullshit. It's gaslighting. It's it, it's actually it's 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 pretty evil. Stop it. Yeah, well, I I wrote a long, uh, a, a very very long paper this week on uh, why I think people in authority are continuing to uh, to sort of stonewall the the obvious fact that the vaccine is causing harm, and uh, you know, I this is um, you know, partly speculative, um, but based on you know, natural principles of psychology, the people love themselves, they defend themselves. So once you had that fax, you're you're going to justify having had it because you did it and you always defend yourself. Right. That well that's one thing, but it goes a bit deeper than that because this vaccine passed the cell membrane and it got into your genetic identity and your epigenetic identity. It changed who you were, and you're going to defend who you are. You might be changed. Your identity might be changed. But your the whole mind-body complex is always going to defend who it is. So people, you, you know, there is this element of that something a bit deeper than just people trying to protect themselves because they did something. It really does change your psychology as every as every drug also, does. Also, it's it's altered thinking. Yeah, it, it is altered. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know about you, but a lot of people talk to me about that. A lot of people write to me about it, people who employ people, people who, um, you know, I had a dentist, which I wrote about this uh, week, and he, he's got 2,000 200 um patients and wow. during the last okay. 10 uh, two years uh this is completely unprecedented unprecedented he 90 uh, 69 of his patients have had cardiac issues five have had strokes 20 cancers three with blood clots 11 have died suddenly 23 have developed autoimmune conditions three have had pots and uh, two have had sudden uh, onset dementia he he had heart conditions and his wife, which he struggled to overcome, and he he's seen this sort of massive tsunami of effects among his patients. And of course, you, you know he's, he's he's not an anti-vaxxer; he's vaxxed. Yeah, but he's up against a wall of silence. He's up against vaccine fanaticism, and the lack of public information it leaves people isolated and vulnerable. He's many of his patients. He said that he'll he'll just in the course of treating people. You know, you talk to your yep. dentist, and and they'll say, "Oh, I've had a heart attack," and and he'll say, "Well, if you thought about the vax," and they'll say, "Well, I know it's not the vax because of the government and the public information," and that's what the new government has to face. They have to face the fact that the whole country has been completely misinformed. I've heard uh, a number of people say. Uh, when they've asked the the young doctor, because it seems mostly young doctors are hanging out of the hospitals now, what caused this? And they say, we don't know. And then the question was, was it the vax? Oh, no. Yeah. So we, we don't know, but oh, no, it's not that. Again, BS. Yeah, well, it's it's a sort of... It, it, uh, how can you say it, that with a straight face? 
Well, right. I, I, th- I mean, I think there are ways out of this. I mean, I think if you re- you really have to treat your, you, you know, be sort of strong with your thinking, you, you really have to think more and react less. But who's going to buy that? What do you think I am, a moron? <laughs> Come on. And I've got a bridge to sell you over the Auckland Harbour. <laughs> right? So you don't know what it is, but you know what it's definitely not. I, anyway, it's incomprehensible. We could go it? on about that. What about, because um, you hear about those, um, you know, everyday things, stroke, cardiac, uh, autoimmune. What I'm interested in this, you know, the thinking, altered thinking, what it does to the brain. That seems to be something that's, kind of becoming more obvious rising to the surface well the 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 important point to realize is that the integrity this is what one thing that's come out of the pandemic the integrity of our identity relies upon the uniformity of our genetic and epigenetic structure so our identity, yes, we have lots of experiences in life and they form our, our identity. But at the same time, our identity is closely linked to our to our genetic structure. And this vaccine crosses across the cell membrane and gets into the area where our identity is stored. Now, that, that sort of thing happens a lot in, you know, if you get a, a viral illness, But what we have here with this vaccine is billions of genetic instructions crossing cell membranes and spreading throughout the whole body. Like new code. Yeah, it's it's enough to unbalance the the structure of our identity, our mind-body relationship. Mind and body are intimately connected. They're two sides of one coin. And that's... You know, the we should have realized that there is, the, you look in the literature, there is literature before the pandemic, yeah, put, pointing at this conclusion very firmly. There are, you know, there are transplant victims, for example, not victims, but recipients, who uh, take on the personality of the a person who donated the organ. So yeah, I've seen that. Like a like a middle aged woman starts to want to ride around on, on, on big motors and chopper motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the classic. Or listen to death, death metal or something. Yeah, yeah, that that's the classic one that everyone cites. But it's a well known yeah. phenomenon, and that's that's there. It's known. So why do we ever set out to cross the cell membrane? But but we but as a society we have been so hot on, you know, uh, limiting um, and regulating and being very careful about genetically modifying anything. Yet here we've done done it. It seems to an unbelievable scale with humans. Well, the, the the basis of this, of course, is a lot of money to be made of it, and the 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 psycho, you know, the the publicity side of it is called genetic essentialism, the belief that you, belief that you can achieve anything by altering your genes. You become taller or more intelligent or more beautiful, or you know, that's a con. That there's no yeah. real basis for assuming that that can be achieved. But I think, I guess what I'm heading towards, if people have known, had known what that was, 
if it wasn't called a vaccine, but was labelled as it should have been accurately, people would have run miles from it. It comes down to the power that the medical authorities have over us. You know, they they were intimately involved in setting up a story uh, and they and they just took the information from the people who were making money, you know, Pfizer and so on, and just relayed it into the public domain. And the politicians followed suit. No one, no one had the background, the intellectual or or scientific background to question what was going on, and it it just came up so fast. It was it was like a surprise attack, actually. With, that's in yeah. a, a, a storming a, assault on the um, on the castle walls. Um, so probably people would say though, no, those neurological things that's actually from actually having COVID, and that's long COVID. Well, there, there's a new study out um, in um, uh, from Italy, in which uh, this is from July 2021. Uh, it's a study. Nineteen thousand recipients were assessed for neurological complications following the vaccine. Thirty-one point two percent, almost a third, reported neurological symptoms, including tremors, headache, insomnia, muscle spasms, vertigo, burning sensations, double vision, and and sleepiness. The head of the, the founder of Apple, Wozniak, just had a vertigo or is a stroke moment in Mexico. The yeah. end of last week, just you just reminded me saying vertigo. Yeah, well, just read the papers, uh, read today's papers. Turbo cancers, nephew of somebody. I know someone who ended up in hospital twice with vertigo. I'd never heard of that before. No, well, no one's heard any of this. And it's, two it's... turbo cancers, both brain tumors. Yeah, someone I know again, two, two people I know, never happened before ever. I, it just blows me away. Sorry. Well, what blows you away is that no one is commenting about it, and that—that's really strange. And and that, you know, I think to address something like that, you have to write at length. So I wrote a very long article, which we put out on Globe.Global, uh, about that because there's a lot of, um, you, you know, you have to consider a lot of previous research to work out really what's going on here. Then, it was bold though. The sorry, finish, finish. Well, well, this study uh, was yeah, only was a that, yeah. study. It was only the one month following vaccination, and that's the other huge mistake: is that the kind of vaccine fanatics that are taking our medical decisions and saying, "Well, it's impossible to have long-term effects. The, the vaccine could only have an effect over the first three weeks." Where, whereas, in fact, uh, there was an article in the Guardian uh, just a few days ago. The, reporting the pandemic had a lasting impact on brain health of people age 50 or over. And this was, you know, they'd been mod- monitoring a very large cohort of people uh, f- for a, a number of years. So they were, they suddenly saw this big uptick in, um, you know, onset of dementia, really, uh, greater decline in working memory and executive function. And, this began in 2020 when we had COVID, but in 2021, when we got the vaccine, that's when it really started to take off. And uh, they, again, the, no mention of the vaccine. No. Why? Why? Incredible. Well, yeah, what? Why, Guy? Why? Well, that we've 
we've sort of entered we've entered an era where we're sort of see no evil here no evil speak no evil about vaccines and uh you know and picking that um and then again there was uh article in the paper last week plea for more researchers increasing number of kiwis diagnosed with brain cancer yeah funny that um, and and loads of personal stories two personal stories in today's papers um one was turbo brain cancer and uh, uh, another one uh, sudden death and so on uh, these are going on and on but they are occurring at a rate that we've never seen before yeah. and and no one wants to address that at no some point though it's it's to go there it's inescapable isn't it um you know can a country function as we've come to know it in the face of this eventually i mean this could be very grim for the future of yeah the country as we well, know I think it, the government has to change gear doesn't it it's a new government they ha- they have to face the fact that they're going to get into deep trouble very very quickly if if at all they can form a government they haven't succeeded in doing that yet but so, assuming they form a government then uh they're going to be facing a health crisis they're going to be fa- well they already are facing a crisis where the number of days people are taking off work the number of people who have disabilities the number of people who are dying working age people this is a huge crisis and it's going to require a complete change in the way we approach health because if there's a silver lining in the pandemic research it is that if you have a a better diet a lighter diet a fresher diet if you do more exercise if you do meditation if you take herbal preparations your vulnerability to covid is far far less but if you've taken that vaccine there's no undoing that maybe there is eventually i don't know but you've had a section of your code overwritten is the way i visualize it anyway that that's not going to unwrite itself is it well i th- i think again this is something i wrote about this week i think there are grounds to hope and uh, you, you, again you have to look at research you have to look at the effect of a a, a organic diet with um the use of herbs there are reasons to suspect that you see the thing is that there are studies that show it what is critical here is which genes express themselves and you can change through diet through things like sound therapy through meditation there are studies which show that the body's system can adjust and uh, express useful genes and de-express genes that are uh, negative so there are wider feedback mechanisms that work in our immune system which given the right conditions can help people and i know i've had people staying here with us and we found that we can help them and i i know a lot of other okay. people yep. working have found that you can help people but it well, uh, it is to do with lifestyle and but even is, that is a huge reinvention. I wonder if we're capable of it. Maybe when you've got no choice, you do it. Yeah, when you've got no choice, you have to. And that's that's what has to happen in our health service. It has to. They have to broaden. Uh, they all have to be fired, don't they? <laughs> I mean, honestly, well, it, you can't. You got. You obviously can't fire no, the, mani- the, the people involved. 
(laughs) But the people in control, they have to, they have to go. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I I sort of think about it, and I think here we are in a country where supposedly eighty, ninety percent of the people are vaccinated, and you you know, you can't ten percent of the people can't fire ninety percent of the people. No, that's that's. Yeah, but it's it's too dangerous to have these people running the show for any any longer surely too dangerous well you have to you, you just have to work out how to work together how to find patterns of living that enable one to function within a, a society that is falling apart i mean i was in i was in the soviet union uh, at the time that the soviet union was falling apart uh, we were there on a pro- in a project in Armenia dealing with earthquake uh, victims, and there were you know you hear scattered gunfire across the city. The, the whole structure of the Soviet Union was falling apart. It was very very unusual. But you in those kind of circumstances, there are new institutions that start to emerge. And and I think you know just look at global events now. We're definitely entering a period of phase transition where uh yeah things are beginning to change i don't know if you can hear it but in the background i'm just watching an ambulance go past right now and that's not the first one this morning that i've seen the main thing is that i mean what what can we do about the situation and we can certainly get rid of these biotechnology experiments that are being foisted upon everybody and just face up to the fact that as a technology it's damaging because that that's what the pandemic should have taught us. This is this is a thing that you don't do. You don't go inside the membrane of the cell. Life begins with a single cell. Yeah. Going across the membrane and altering what's in that cell is altering who we are. That has to stop. That that has failed. That was a failed experiment and absolutely first base we have But to it stop should that. never have gotten to to first base well first yeah but you can say that about so many things <laughs> yeah well there's some things i mean we don't let genetically um modified um plants out there wholesale do we we're, we're really careful about that but hey humans who cares hey what about this let's say this government is formed what um thinking have you done on the critical issues that should be addressed by a commission of inquiry well first of all mortality we have to uh, get the data on the outcomes uh, for ages, date, cause of death, and dates of type of, of vaccination, because you can't make any statement about the effect of the vaccine unless you have comparable data uh, at the time of death for what, why people died and were they vaccinated or not vaccinated. It's been hidden. So that has to come out. And similarly for hospitalization. And we have to address the fact that there are long-term effects of the vaccine. And uh, there were no trials of long-term effects. So that has to be looked at. We have to, again, look at long COVID. COVID. Uh, As long as we don't have the statistics on vax, unvaxed, then we don't know what's long COVID and what's as a result of the vaccination. We have to establish the New Zealand Bill of Rights as a constitutional principle. Uh, It has to be absolutely fundamental to who we are. We're an independent, self-sufficient nation. That's our history. 
And that was written to kind of, when we broke away from the Privy Council, that that was written to kind of give us some sense of where we are and where we stood. And that has been completely uh, ignored during the pandemic. We have to face up to the fact that the people who suffered adverse effects have to have some kind of compensation and uh, appropriate treatment. And we have to stop gaslighting them and say it didn't happen. Yeah, there has to be a comprehensive scientific evaluation. There are well over a million and a half papers published on the pandemic. There are some very key ones. And basically, our government has really fallen over on this issue. They haven't looked at the science as it evolved. We have to stop funding the media and censoring the media. The government has to stop doing that. You know, it set up the disinformation project, all of this. All of this was directed towards controlling the population and limiting the kind of information that they have. That has to stop. We have to review our our notion of being an independent nation. So many of our public institutions, our civil service institutions like MadSafe, have become entwined with global bodies that are now, you know, it's the tail wagging the dog. Now they're determining what happens in our country. We have to reestablish and look at ourselves as a sovereign, independent nation, which is our history. And we have to, as we've already said, stop biotechnology experimentation. So these, I think, are the fundamentals. And as far as any commission of inquiry is concerned, we, we have to... Uh, set up a system that gives a fair hearing. When we were at the, and I presented at the Royal Commission on Genetic Engineering uh, in the 90s, you know, people came from overseas, uh, highly qualified and knowledgeable. Uh, you know, anyone could say, oh, I want to submit. So you had hundreds of people wanting to submit. Everyone was just given five minutes. So you come from overseas, a huge cost, with great expertise, you have five minutes along with Joe Blow, who says, I want to speak because I don't like this stuff or I do like this stuff. So there has to be a system that is more like a court system where there is proper cross-examination. You, you know, you have to have legal representation in that situation before that commission. So these are some of the things that I think have to be there. We have to really consider how we can make this a proper scientifically solid evaluation of what happened so that people can properly understand what happened and and you know re-educate themselves rather than just listening to the podium of truth. Oh, don't say that. Um, <laughs> I never want to hear that again. Um, so I'll probably be talking to Winston sometime soon. If I bullet pointed all those those fundamentals as you've just um, laid them out, I would really need to say to him. Winston, our audience and, and experts expect these to be bottom lines. Yeah, of course they are. No negotiation, course. bottom lines. Otherwise, you're not the real deal, fella. Well, I, I mean, he's standing up. He's putting his hand up. So I w- I'm not going to. Well, he could pull the pin. He could bring it down if yeah, they don't yeah, play ball. Could. And there goes. Chrissy Luxon's dream of being prime minister. I mean, there's a lot at stake. He, they do have leverage. Do have leverage. Well, um, uh, you know, the little party, uh, New Zealand first here in this case. Yeah. They you do, know, they to, do, to demand bottom lines. It. 
I hope they use it effectively. But I, I also have faith, actually, I'm beginning to have more faith in the sort of inexorable turn of the wheel of science as okay. well. Yeah. As we saw this week where AstraZeneca is now having to face the whole issue in court. And, you know, the scientists there have moved to acknowledge that the, vac- the AstraZeneca vaccine was damaging. So in that and, situation, you could get a whole sort of outpouring of whistleblowers, right? They're, they're trying to get ahead of... Well, I, well, I also started to read between the lines when I started to look at the Susie Wiles um, case that's yeah, going Yeah, what do you on. make of that? Well, I, I read between the lines of what the university, um, the heads of the university were writing. I, I I saw they weren't really entirely happy with... They were Susie clearly Wiles. uncomfortable, right? Very uncomfortable. They were, and with Rod Jackson, and not just with the fact that they were they got publicity, but what they were saying as well. They weren't, that you know, they didn't want that put out as the opinion of the university. And what you see there is it sort of, you know, it was a, it was a huge train wreck. Everyone... You know, they started off in this kind of um, yeah witch hunt sort of mode, that which is what the Wiles and Jackson and Co were um, projecting. That you know, vac- vaccinate, vax, 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 and I think the university didn't have time to completely f- think it through, or maybe their whole governance structure was you know too loose. So people could just go off like a loose cannon, but there was something there, wasn't there? I mean, I definitely feel that that there's an uncomfortable feeling, and that uncomfortable feeling is not going away; it's growing. I mean, I do talk to people in academia, and I can tell you that that uncomfortable feeling is is really gathering momentum. The more that comes out, I guess also there's um, potentially a physical endangerment when you've got people. Um, in this case, um, belonging to a university physically located there, um, um, sort of uh, um, attracting the attention of people who are getting very angry. Actually, others are potentially in danger. Then, well, I, I don't. Th- I think we just have to, to, you know, keep our cool. And people have to realize that this you, is. You can imagine the university uh, management thinking, "Look, we don't want some crazed idiot turning up here at the." at the campus looking for Susie Wiles going nuts. No, of course, you, you know, and, and uh, anyway, look at this is a, you know, it's not, it's not the right way to approach this. The right way is to approach this through science, keep citing science yep. and, but being firm and you have to be guided by your conscience. And uh, th- that, th- that, that, you know, that's very, very important to find our way through this moral maze. We have to sort of really be guided always by our conscience, not by our pocketbook or by um, what we did last week or last year. Or, you know, we, uh, we're we finding our way through completely novel conditions. And that that's also a comment on what's going on in the world at the moment. These are very novel conditions. There are... This is not. There is nothing comparable to billions of people being injected with gene therapy. There is nothing comparable to the kind of weapons, remotely controlled weapons that we're seeing now. Um, th- these are new circumstances, and and to get through that, we are going to have to be guided by our conscience and Ooh. our clear thinking. 
It's a huge challenge, isn't it, Guy? It really is. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. And it's very worrying. I mean, I can understand people get very worried. They get worried. I do. I do. Yeah. Worries me. Um, uh, In terms of, um, uh, and uh, we had these stats uh, uh, last week in our news, and I wonder if they apply here uh, in New Zealand. And it's something we touched on earlier. Forty-seven uh, percent personally kn- knew someone who was killed by the COVID virus. This is U.S. Rasmussen poll. That's forty-seven percent. Twenty-four percent personally know someone who was killed by the COVID vaccine. Killed, and um, and forty-two percent said they were somewhat likely or very likely that they would join a major class action lawsuit against pharmaceutical companies for vaccine side effects. I thought yeah. those um, figures were quite quite high. Yeah, and ten, and te- and only ten percent of people in you in US are expected to get the latest version of the COVID. Booster. Do we know what the, the Do we know what the uptake is here now? Any idea? It, 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 it's certainly much higher than that still. Yeah. Um, but but there again, the government has sort of stopped recommend. Fortunately, the government has, or at least the medical authorities, have stopped recommending it for. But they extended the, um, you know, just yes, a few hours before. Um, yeah, yeah, a few hours before the mission ran out, they extend it for another two years. Two years. Why? Yeah, yeah. What goodness knows why. I mean, this is just bad juju. Why are we even doing this? Crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the main thing is that they, they start to re-educate the public about really what was going on. They admit the, the results of the latest research, which are very, very concerning. And uh, okay. we'll... We'll see what happens. It, it's uh, it, I don't know about American lawsuits because, uh, of course, th- they have laws there that protect the you know companies that develop and offer vaccines. They're very stringent laws. I mean, the way the U.S. laws work is that as soon as a vaccine is approved for um, infants. Yeah, it, it's all go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's completely beyond the reach of any um, civil law, uh, um, you know, yeah. government law case. So, th- th- yeah, that's not the case in the UK. So that's. I think why- Australia, there's a class action. Um, yeah, I'm too sure the details, I don't know but- a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have to ask uh, Katie Ashby Coppins about that. Last question: um, Which one is the bioweapon? The bloody virus or the bloody vaccine? <laughs> well, you know, I, I I think there's a lot of suspicion that the virus was being developed uh, with the knowledge of bioweapon programs, and the bioweapon programs certainly exist. In, well, it was manufactured uh, by defense contractors, the actual manufacturing. Yeah. It, hello? Hello? Yeah. I, I, as I say, I, 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 I'm very cautious here not to play into this narrative where everyone is divided. We all have common cause, whether we had COVID or we had the vaccine. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's important because we are being managed by being divided. Yeah. No, good point. Absolutely. In fact, we're going to have to all come together to get over this. Yes, we'll need the Beatles to sing us into that. Now and then. <laughs> it's a beautiful song, come by the together. way. Yeah, come together. Yes. Let it, or let it be. Yes. The Something. long and winding road to get there. 
I think that, you know, there's a lot of music, you know, it's a lot of bliss in music. And uh, there are a lot of traditions that include uh, music and chanting, ch chanting as a therapy. And I think that has a lot of potential. Uh, I'm thinking of George Harrison's Isn't It a Pity? Because <laughs> it is. Yes. All is. right. Anything more to say, Guy? Good to catch up. Anything more to say at this point? Well, keep uh, keep happy and do the things that help you enjoy and stick together. Right? I think that's that's what we've all got to do. But the pressure on the government. Yeah. Well, that that's that's a big thing, isn't it? We really. Yeah. Well, that's why I always keep saying and asking people if Winston was listening or Shane Jones was listening, should we tell them that this is the hill to die on? Because they need to feel that pressure. I think. Yeah, and tell them all. You never know who's going to pop up. You never know who's suddenly going to get a conscience yeah. and suddenly going to get their courage back. Become a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guy. Nature works suddenly. Thanks for coming back on. And uh, if people want to go and check out those pieces, it's thehatchardreport.com. Look forward to talking again soon, guy. Thanks for coming back on. Wonderful, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.